0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Talking About PHI. And today, I'm very nervous because Kat is going to interview me. We want to do this little bit of a series to kind of let everybody get to know us, what our background is, and that type of thing, and as well as for us to get to know each other just a little bit better with some of our past. So I hope you enjoy today's episode as we kind of talk about what our path has been. And hopefully you can learn some things from that. So, okay, Kat,
1: I'm white knuckling it here. Let's go ahead and go. All right. So Sue, you and I have known each other for quite some time and I really enjoyed working with you. But uh, I'd love to know a little bit more about your career path of how you started um, in healthcare. And then we'll take it from there.
0: Okay, well, going back to the olden days, um, I originally wanted to get into education and I actually was looking at wanting to be in special education, working with hearing impaired. That was one of my early dreams. But when I got to school, I realized that it was mostly a elementary school setting that I was being taught for, where I really kind of wanted to work clinic in a hospital in that kind of a setting. Both of my parents had been in healthcare in some way or another, my, my father was a param- or an EMT. Um, my mom was early days, HIM, medical records, back before when it was called um, medical librarian. So I knew I wanted to be in that setting, so I started looking around. I went into nursing for just a little bit and then along came um, organic chemistry. So I decided let's figure out something else. And I happened to go back to my high school and started looking through some programs. And I found what at the time was called medical records administration. And it looked like everything that was me. I knew I wanted to be able to be in healthcare. I knew I probably wasn't gonna be good at direct patient care. Um, So I started looking into that field and went and contacted the college, looked at the program and decided, yeah, this is for me. So <laughs> that's where I kind of switched careers and uh, switched. So what, three, I, I, third time was the charm
1: on picking out my college degree. Well, you know, that's good. I, you know, I didn't realize your both your parents were in healthcare, you know, uh, at some level. Um, so, but let me ask you this: When you looked at HIM, um, once you went into medical records, did you automatically see that there was a future there, or were you looking at it as initially, this is this one place that I'm going to be, or or did you did you immediately see that there might be paths forwards in medical records?
0: I actually saw because of the types of classes that they were teaching that there was a path forward. And there were so many things that were involved with it. So there were classes on quality. There was classes on medical coding, which I thought looked interesting. But um, the part that most fascinated me was the legal stuff. And I thought that would be kind of interesting, the release of information, the legal stuff. What I always said is I'd never go into coding and I'd never go into management. So I to, to give away the ending, I've spent most of my career in management and heavily involved with coding, but never say never. But I knew that there were a lot of different opportunities and that's still the case today. There are so many different avenues that you can take it. And I still decided as I was going through my career that I wanted to try a lot of different areas because ultimately I thought when I got older and wanted to retire, maybe I'd still teach. Because I still was fascinated and not fascinated. I still always loved the idea of teaching and helping others to try to achieve their goals. And I thought if I could have experience in multiple different areas in my career and multiple settings, it would help me in the teaching process.
1: It's also, yeah. You know, I've always found that you have a teacher spirit and that you're always providing uh, additional information, especially when you're doing PowerPoint presentations and things like that. There's always this element of of teaching. Um, So now you went from HIM and many years in HIM. And uh, but then you went into entrepreneurship. Uh, If you could tell us a little bit about that evolution. Well, and I'm going to say that I do
0: it a lot more now, and now that's where I am full-time. But I actually started my first year out of college. So my first year out of college, my director at the time was doing some consulting on the side, and she actually came to me. So Kathy, thank you. And she asked me if I'd be interested in providing some consulting work, and she hooked me up with a nursing home. And I started consulting for them on their documentation and their coding and their billing and that type of thing. And it was one of those things that I thought, what do I know that they don't already know? I mean, seriously. And then I got in there and realized, no, I do have something to offer. So I have never really not worked a side gig of consulting. I've done it full-time and part-time, but it started there and then I've done teaching on the side as well, but I've always done some consulting and that type of thing on the side, and it's always brought me a lot of joy. There's just, it's fun when you go in there and you help them, and you can see where it's like, ah, that makes sense. Okay, great, and they put something in place that helps them, that helps the patients, so a lot of times people in our field don't see where they're what they do that might impact a patient and the fact is is that you're still part of healthcare. you're still part of that that you may not be giving direct care to a person and you may not be talking to them directly but what you do can still impact the quality of their life
1: and I love that part that's awesome that's awesome so you started um you you've always been dabbling in the land of entrepreneurship as well as him but now you're doing something um quite interesting it's called your first rung and i'd love for you to you know tell us a little bit about that and, and i'm very interested about the title because when you explained it to me i really thought about it differently and what your um program is about so let me why don't you tell us about that okay so again
0: having done consulting one of the things that i still have always missed They're not missed, but I was doing a lot of education in person was always wonderful because I like seeing the in this person's face where they go, Oh, I get it now. But I realized that with everything that's happened over the last years and since I actually moved to another state to work and that type of thing, and I wasn't as hooked in with the universities and some other programs. I really missed the teaching. I set up some teaching programs where I was to help some people in other departments maybe learn how to code, that type of thing. But what I realized is that and even in talking to them, I had a lot of university students that they couldn't continue the course for, for for no fault of their own. I usually had adult students and many of them had issues with either their children got too busy and they had to take care of them or their parents got sick and they had to drop out of the course. Now they owed thousands of dollars, didn't have a degree and they didn't feel they could jump back in and they were really struggling with it. I saw other people sign up for some of these courses that you see at 2 a.m. or you see on the computer system and they would pay several thousand dollars to take this course when they come out of it they couldn't get a job because they couldn't pass entrance exams for some of the jobs they couldn't they didn't have the skill set so basically people took their money but they didn't really they taught them maybe how to pass a test but they didn't really teach them but more than that i saw most people that couldn't get into it at all because they didn't have that kind of money to put into it so all of that together and different things happening in my life. Um, part of the reason that your first rung came about is I wanted to give people the opportunity. Some people didn't wanna pay the money to even see cause they didn't know if they could like it or not. So I thought, I think I can solve all of those things. So what I'm developing with your first rung and part of it right now is I'm focusing on trying to help some um, non-traditional offices, non-traditional settings like the physician office instead of the hospital. Hospitals have lots of resources, physician offices do not, and a lot of staff do not. But what your first run came about to be was I wanna offer people an affordable way to get in and go, yeah, this isn't for me and not owe millions of dollars, okay, thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars. But also to learn at their own pace to make sure that they understand, have a network where they can talk to each other. And to get them where they cannot necessarily go in and be an inpatient coder at a hospital and start making some of the big dollars, but that maybe they can get into a entry-level coding position, maybe coding for a physician office, maybe coding for an emergency room or some outpatient settings where they do a lot of the basics. Once they get into that setting, They usually can get tuition reimbursement or they can get some help, but at least they're making a livable wage so they can start making decisions about what they want to do. So your first rung means I'm just getting getting you on that healthcare ladder to the first rung where you can start now making some decisions that as you climb that rung, you can decide which star you're going to reach for because maybe you want to become a coder and you want to get an initial coding credential and we can get you to that point but from there you can use tuition reimbursement you can go become an rn or an md if you want to you can go become an office manager and get your rhia through a typical university setting but you're not going directly to that university setting until you know if it's really the field for you and you're interested in what's in it so the reason i named it your first rung is i want to be I want to work with universities in that if they've got somebody that just doesn't know, that's where they can go through my program, not spend thousands and thousands, and then kind of move from there into the more traditional setting if they know that that's what fits them. So that's where I came up with that word, that name is just to get people started.
1: And then the rest is whatever they want. So when someone leaves your program, what could they potentially have or do next? Could they potentially just get a job? Could they then, you know, so what What, what are those things that people would have? Because, you know, I, I, you know, so many times uh, you speak to young folks and they're 18, 19, 20, whatever, And not everyone knows what their direct path will be. And somehow they feel like it's a bad thing and you evolve through life so much. It's okay not to know. And, and having something where you can kind of test the waters. I like that concept because I think for some people, that's what they need. Some kids, you know, some kids just know. And I'm going to be whatever, and I'm going to go through and, and finish. And some, some don't know. And their personality is that they don't know. And it's not a bad thing. And, and, you know, so, so what do people leave when, what could they potentially leave when they leave your organization or your program? And what do you see for the future of your program?
0: So the goal is for them to leave with one of two, uh, entry-level coding credentials. So, with the skill set that they can go take the national exam, either the AHIMA CCA exam or the AAPC CPC exam, Whew, lots of letters there, I know. But those will usually get you into the door to be able to at least interview for a job and look at some of the basics of, of what you want to do. I want to throw out with that. I mean, I honestly, I had a couple of people in my programs in the university programs that they did everything except they couldn't pass the math class, the algebra class. So here these people are highly qualified now. They, they're well trained, but they couldn't get the associate degree and therefore couldn't take the credential. So they never got a credential. They quit because they went through the math class two times and couldn't pass. And they mm-hmm. said, that's it. I'm not meant." Some people aren't meant to go to college. They're not meant to be in the university setting, mm-hmm. but they can still mentor into and be highly skilled at some of these ad- more administrative sides of healthcare. And they could become supervisors and managers without a degree at, in some places. So it it opens up some other opportunities for them. So my goal is that, but it's also to give people who might already be on the job. So my master's is actually in career technical education, which is that education somewhat outside of the typical university setting. Um, so think career tech in high school, where it's teaching you a specific skill set, that type of thing. But my focus is on um, development on the job. So it's also teaching people that are already on the job how to do their job even better and be able to succeed that way and work their way up through the ranks. So my goal with this program is to not only help some people be able to get into that basic healthcare side of things at their own pace, So they're not sitting in a class where they already know everything and they're also not feeling overwhelmed because the class is going faster than what they feel they can. It's just the right Goldilocks or whatever. You're (laughs) right. It's Goldilocks. Just (laughs) right. But also to take people that are on the job and in settings that they might not be able to find the education that they need as well. And that also helps supplement, um, as I work with some of like the physician offices and teach their staff to have higher skill set. that helps me be able to reach more students as well and keep costs down that
1: way. So that's kind of the where I'm going and what I wanna do with all of that as well. You know, as I, as I listen to it, it's almost, um, it would be also be a great program to introduce at the high school senior level you know, it, it's more about, it's less about how old you are, but how you would approach maybe going into healthcare or um, challenges about the thought process because it's expensive. It's an expensive road and this is a good way to to get your taste in there. So we talked about your organization. Let me get back a little bit to you, Sue. What are the things, um, I guess, that you like to do for work, but also what do you like to do just as Sue Chamberlain? Okay, well, work-wise, yeah, I've already,
0: you know, I kind of like the whole, I I love teaching. And and just as a side note too, the nice part about teaching HIM, is HIM touches all areas of healthcare. It interacts with physicians, it interacts with diagnostic centers, it interacts with everything. So by learning HIM, you learn about everything within healthcare and how it works. So I love that part. Personally, so um, we, my husband and I have a, we're in a uh, camping, a weekend camping site. That we love to do in the summer and nine, eight months out of the year. So we have our camper family up there where we like to go hang out. And yes, we glamp, we don't camp. So yeah, we do have a very nice long camper. I have a dishwasher in my camper that we installed. We re, and that's part, we like to revamp everything. So this was our third camper we purchased and we totally gutted it and <laughs> revamped
1: to re-glamp our camper so you you're flipping you're flipping campers and i saw one of them and it's really nice i mean when you look at because i do not camp i only glamp and it's got to be in something where the walls are not made of paper tissue (laughs) linen whatever um so i love this whole concept um so
0: yeah, I also flip furniture on the side and the rest of the time I love doing that. So just taking something old, and instead of it going to the dump, you can turn it into something useful and something cute. So I love doing that as well. So that's my personal side. I, I have to that. be creative. I got to pull my right brain in once in a while.
1: Yeah, or else uh, you know. <laughs> Like, so I so what's the something you want to share about you that maybe people don't know that makes you that would surprise some people that even know you today well,
0: <sighs> yeah i always you know see we should have prepared for some of these questions ahead of time <laughs> no so, it's just uh, gotta just I know make it happen so one of those things that many people find interesting with me is i was actually adopted and um i found my birth mother when i was in my 30s and i actually just found my father a few years ago and he didn't know i existed and uh, it's so cool when you meet the people to see the difference between nurture and nature and all those types of things and um so they know they heard me complain about this that i always said i was just really hoping at some point i might find a sister but now I have seven brothers and no sisters. With all of this that's come together, but that's been a fun part of my life that a lot of times people are surprised. But my father um, and basically two of my brothers live in Alaska, and then uh, so I have brothers: South Carolina, Minnesota, Alaska, Arizona, Iraq, uh, yeah, um, Arkansas, so. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite an adventure
1: to find a new family. So if you had some advice um, for someone in HIM who wants to stay in HIM, what would that advice be? And then if someone wants to branch out into entrepreneurship, what would that advice be?
0: So for the people that are in HIM, remember you can do almost anything you want. So if you're currently a coder and you want to look at doing other things, you need to remember that every record you read to code is teaching you something. Mm -hmm. So it's teaching you about healthcare. It's teaching you human anatomy, pathophysiology, what's done about different things. It's giving you the basic concepts to understand how healthcare works, how all the different team members come together to help make a person healthy again. With that knowledge, it can take you to all different areas that you might be interested in. So, but if you love coding, great, there's a huge need for it. And even though we keep hearing that computers are going to take it over, I've been hearing that about transcription since I started and you still need people human brains to be able to figure out does this make sense doesn't it make sense on top of it there's a lot of changes coming so be prepared because change can be hard and I get that but be the leader in the change and not the person resisting and fearing it so work towards that from an entrepreneur standpoint it's basically and and Kat will tell all of you guys I fight the same um, imposter syndrome myself, that, um, there is a need for your knowledge. Find out what that need is. Find out. So I had a very wise person once tell me that I'm actually being selfish if I'm not giving my gifts (laughs) to other people. So yeah, if you haven't figured it out, it's cat. (laughs) Um, so, (laughs) Um, that's where I'd say to other people, find out what the needs are out there and have enough confidence in yourself to know that you can help meet those needs and be able to, you know, yes, entrepreneurship is scary because I'm, I find myself that I'm either buried trying to keep up with everything to get a project done. And then when that project's done, I hadn't gone out to market to look for the next project yet. So I'm either buried or I'm looking for more um, uh, consulting work to do. So it is a little less steady. It's kind of like this, but that's fun. Um, but be prepared for that.
1: That's awesome. You know, I love that. Be a leader. In the change, uh, that's a good mantra that people can hold to. Uh, with regards to um, downtimes and consulting, there is a there is a mindset you have to take because I've been doing um, I've been an entrepreneur for about eight years and um, steady. And there's a mindset that has to happen when you become an entrepreneur. Uh, is that whatever it is that you're good at you are, that's what you're selling, but then you have to learn how to sell and you have to learn how to market. Um, You can either get somebody to help you with that, or you have to do it yourself, but you always have to be selling and marketing. And you can do that in the confines of what it is that you are offering. You just have to be very consistent. So this way you're always promoting yourself. So this way you can unselfishly help other people by not holding in all this information that you have um, because once I learned that concept also because everyone has uh, struggles with the imposter syndrome once you once you um, take hold of that thought and say I'm being selfish if I'm not sharing what I know because someone out there just may need that bit of information it really changes the mindset and and how you approach it but Sue you know I love your story I, I think that um the whole, the whole journey of education and then infusing that into your entrepreneurship is, I think, awesome. Why don't you tell us, uh, tell people where they can find your first rung and what they'll find there when they, when they go. So it's
0: www.yourfirstrung.com and there you'll find uh, information to, um, um, sign up for Emails and that type of thing about the program for uh, education in terms of learning to be a coder, medical terminology, coding, that type of thing. But you'll also find information for um, uh, services that are provided to the physician setting. And I do focus on the physician setting though. I've worked in multiple different settings just because there's not a lot of resources. When I was working on the physician side, it was so frustrating trying to find resources of people who understood the physician side. So you'll see we have um, a product out there right now for knowing how to do a designated record set and developing that for the physician setting. And then different webinars and that type of thing that will come up. You'll find that on the
1: website as well right that's the interesting thing about this uh, uh website and program is that you're constantly updating it constantly um, adding information the other thing i would suggest for folks listening in is that if you go to LinkedIn, linkedin and follow sue she's been putting videos of little snippets of information that's you know what is it sue's lessons um that trying um, to keep
0: it less than a minute
1: yes Yes. And so it's quick snippets of information. And so she's always sharing information and that's always great. So, um, let's, and that's see.
0: following me and following your, uh, your first
1: rung on LinkedIn. Correct. Both. Correct. Yeah. Do that. Do that. It's, it's great information. And I would suggest, and, and, you know, Sue does a lot of consulting and webinars for, um, you know, other health, healthcare it companies. So if you follow her, you'll see all that good stuff so sue is there anything that you want to say like what kind of tree you would be or <laughs> what was that that was a Barbara oh, walters go. if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be i have to say it the way she says it but i can't but
0: <laughs> actually i can say because i've always been really tall i'd be a sequoia so uh, there. That's,
1: that's a good the one best i can do yes well see that was great um this was a great episode of talking about PHI. You know, we've been doing we 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 talk about all things PHI, protected health information. Um, both Sue and I are very passionate about the healthcare space, and we've been doing um, a series of episodes where we're focused on women in healthcare. And Sue is a woman in healthcare, so <laughs> that's why we're talking to her. And uh, next, uh, Sue, you'll interview me, and that'll next be interesting. Yes, I'm yes. Forward to it. Yes. Um and that nice is me so I'll be nice to you too. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of talking about PHI and learning more about Sue Chamberlain and uh we look forward to sharing more information and so until next time. Bye everyone.